Hi, I'm Joe. And I'm Dave. And we're the hosts of the Chasing Tomorrow podcast, where we bring you stories that delve into the science and spirit behind intriguing people doing extraordinary things. Welcome to the Chasing Tomorrow podcast. This week, it's episode 29. And Happy New Year, everyone. Uh, this is our New Year special. And alongside of me today, sorry, he's not alongside of me, he's across from me today, <laughs> is my co-host, Joe Gagnon. And Joe is typically alongside of me interviewing what this past year was 28 lively, wonderful, inspiring guests. Today, he's across from me, and I'm going to be interviewing him because... December twenty or December nineteenth, two thousand and nineteen, uh, Joe started, you know, like he does every other day. He got up on his treadmill and he ran a minimum of ten miles and he did a hundred pull ups and he did a hundred push ups, and he did that every day for the last three hundred and sixty five days. No, sorry, that's not true because on the three hundred and sixty sixth day, <laughs> he did the very same thing over again. He went up and did a minimum of ten miles running and he did um, his push-ups and his pull-ups. Over the year, he's ended up completing over 4,500 miles of running. That's a massive, massive year. But when you end up piling in every day a minimum of 10 miles running, that really, really, really adds up. Joe is a six-time Ironman finisher. Uh, he's finished six marathons in six uh, continents in six days. Uh, countless ultra marathons and uh, ultra endurance rides. Um, welcome to the uh, Chasing Tomorrow podcast show. <laughs> hey, Dave, fun to be here with you in this way. Uh, it's always fun to listen to our uh, accomplishments because as we go through them, I think, you know, they just seem like they're us, you know, not That's right. something remarkable, but listening, I'm like, oh, wow, I guess that did add up to something, huh? <laughs> Those are a lot of numbers, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah, yeah so looking back at the year that was, I mean, 4,500 miles run. Is, is this your biggest year to date? Yeah, I think it does. I think it eclipses the year that I did the Six Continent Challenge. I think yeah. I hit like 4,300 miles that year. But without anything really big, like an, you know, a 200 or 300-mile week, it was a lot of consistency. You know, it mm -hmm. started with the 10 miles a day then just as would be typical of any of us, we went to 11. And I think I ended up averaging a little bit over 12 miles a day. Um, usually it was 10 to 11 on Monday to Friday. And then Saturday and Sunday, I would try and combine for at least 30 miles on the weekend. So I was getting in somewhere between 80 and, nine, and 90 miles a week. Uh, and you know, the treadmill isn't as hard on you as, as running on the road. And so I didn't feel that, you know, kind of soreness from it. There's lots of things we can talk about that happened during 365 days. But uh, yeah, it was 4,500 sounds like a lot now. And to think that you would actually get out, like, I think people could do 100 miles a week, but they often don't do seven days. They'll do a long, like 25 mile run or something. So mm -hmm. it, was, uh, it was a heck of a year. And, you know, it was a heck of a year on many levels, right? Well, yeah, and so so we're going to get into the you know the the nitty gritty, the dirty of of getting up every day, many days that you don't want to, and and I, I've talked to you offline about this, mm -hmm. and I, I'm, I can't wait to to hear the stories again and, and to uh, to to show this to our audience. But you know, you know, the reason why I wanted to talk to you, Joe, today about all of this is you know your consistency, 
and your your stick to itness and your commitment to you know really your general overall health. Um, you know, having a goal, seeing to it. You know, it's New Year's Day. Uh, we have you know countless uh, people listening to this podcast who are going to be starting setting goals for themselves. Um, you know, it's a new year. It's a new you. Uh, everything turns over. Um, especially with given everything that's happened with 2020. Um, I mean, it wasn't a great year for many. And so they're thinking, okay, right. this, is, this is where we're going to start. We're going to start eating healthy. We're going to start exercising. We're going to do all those things that we say that we always are going to do on January 1st. So, you know, let's just jump right into that. So you've had a very, very successful 365 days, a great year where you stuck to it. How, how is it that you're able to stick to it and the vast majority of us struggle with that? You know, it, it's a question that I think gets answered over time. I think it's a, it's a building thing. I don't think there's any of us who would go from couch to 365 days of anything. Like literally mm -hmm. walking around the block would probably be a challenge because we haven't built our own practices into what it is we're committing to. So there's an integrity in how we think that allows for us to do more, mm -hmm. as big as we want it to be. But you know, it's like a bit of a 20 year journey. You know, It's been when I found myself, as I wrote in my book, you know, that I found myself in the greatest rut of my life, you know, a white collar success, you know, family and all of the trappings that you could have. And I'm like, it felt quite empty. And so I didn't like that feeling because I was sort of measuring myself to what everyone else sort of thought mattered. Your title, your bank account, mm -hmm. you know, your physical belongings. And I was like, materiality wasn't all I needed. I needed spirit. I needed purpose. I needed to find, you know, who Joe was. And I wasn't satisfied with just that level. So I set out then to sort of challenge myself to a little bit, you know, go run three miles, you know, do a few push-ups, you know, maybe go to the gym once a week. Like I think in the beginning, I committed to three days a week to exercise. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then the next year, I'm like, I wonder if I could do four days a week. And then the next year, I was like, I wonder if I could do some days where I do two workouts in a day. And mm -hmm. so my patience and ability to work through incrementality is high. You know, I'm like, okay, I'll give myself five years to train for an Ironman. You know, some people could do it in a year, but the time horizon allowed for success and not failure because mm -hmm. I wasn't trying to rush to something. And I like, we have a lot of time in life. You know, I know it sometimes feels like it goes by quickly, but you know, it was, that journey, but there was a core element of the journey that made it work, which was this reconciliation of me with me. You know, mm -hmm. that when I let myself down, there ain't no one else I'm letting down. Mm -hmm. If I make a commitment and don't deliver, there's no one I can blame. If I make a plan and don't get it done, it's up to me. And I didn't like, don't like, never will like the feeling that I'm not delivering on what I'm capable of. And so I just kept always accountable to myself. And if we want to feel good about ourselves, then that's a core of how that happens. Well, I think you, you, and you said a couple of things there. Number one, integrity, 
And number two, um, what I found was, was really, really beautiful. Uh, but what you said, Joe, was that it really has to matter. And what you thought one, once, you know, what mattered, it, it didn't matter. And then now, obviously, this does matter to you because you're up doing it every day and you don't miss a day. And so what, what you know, outside of your integrity and, and you have to answer to yourself at the end of the day, what is it about you know, these, these, you know, miniature achievable goals um, every day that, that really truly matter. Like what, what gets right under your skin? Yeah. I think that, you know, if we were to sort of like step back for a second and think <clears throat> about, you know, what makes us human, you know, uh, is this sort of insatiable need for growth and development. It's why society has developed over the past 10,000 years from, you know, pounding on a rock. But, you know, a lot of the creatures we share the planet with don't. We're unique in this way. And so it is inside us, this, you know, spirit that needs to sort of birth itself and explode. And so it's tapping into that. And it's actually being true to the, the capability we have to improve ourselves when we improve ourselves, we become a better role model. As a role model, we can have others do the same. We create a better world for all of us to live in. And so I feel that, you know, we need role models who show us. I've had them in my life. You know, people who set out to do great and amazing actions and things. And I'd find like, oh, wow, wouldn't I like to be like that? And then we go and do it. And then just good comes from it. To, to define our purpose, really, for all of us really is to help others who we share the, this world with to be better versions of themselves in whatever way we can, supporting them, setting out a role model for them, inspiring them, challenging them, the same goes back and forth all around. So imagine if we all took that sort of attitude, right? No victims here, Dave, right? No one's, no. that cannot be a bit, cannot be blaming. like. We can do like you literally could just walk around the block. There is no permission required. You know, we're not living in, you know, Syria where it's dangerous to do that. And whatever it is we choose, we just go do, do it. And then what we find is this a massive return of investment back into ourselves and then how we feel and then what we're willing to go do. Uh, it's infectious and it's addicting. Well, yeah, yeah, Joe, it's abundantly clear that, you know, on, at a time like New Year's, where everybody's going out and, and making promises and plans and goal setting and on and so forth, you know, but it, time and time again, people start and then, and then there's pretty quick fail uh, mm -hmm. shortly thereafter. Um, why is it that, that you've been able to kind of you know, transition that want and desire you know, almost always in your life? into um into a success story and you know you know I, I see over and over again people are having you know little false starts here and there mm. is it something that that's that's within that you that, that you that you transition uh, a want and a desire into an action or what are what are a couple of your nuggets that you you've used in your past in order to 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 transition the the wants into the do's yeah it's a good question i think dave you and i have talked about it with some of our guests and i know you feel this as well we have to sort of redefine the sort of comfortable and uncomfortable part of life. You know, being uncomfortable, like I, I play this analogy with people. If you go play football, you get tackled. 
you know, whether it's in soccer, football or football, football or whatever, right? Like that's part of the game. And you like, you might like, oh, I don't like that feeling. It's just part of the game, right? So in life, we get tackled. It might be that I'm a little tired this morning. My leg hurts. I got a headache. I don't feel like doing it. That's being tackled. It is literally part of it. And the ones who win in football, they pick themselves right back up from being tackled and they go back out there and they play harder on the next play. Mm-hmm. That's where the winners are made. You know, we mm-hmm. need to take this context. You know, when I set out on the six continent challenge, I wrote myself a note on the first day and I said, the lows will be the highs. Mm-hmm. I want to go find out what that feels like. <laughs> and you're sort of dragging and you don't feel it. And it's 90 degrees and 90% humidity in Singapore or you know, you're just a little bit off from that first step when you get to Johannesburg. But since I was expecting that, I was like, oh, okay, bring it on. It's okay. This is what I went to find. Not the glory and the joy. That's going to come and that'll be there forever. But that, like, touching another part of the experience of life with an interest that turns the sort of quote unquote negative into a positive because it's, it's like, I don't want to deny life. Look, there are going to be sad moments. There are going to be tough moments, but it never makes for a bad day. No. Like make it a bad moment, make it a sad moment. But the day you got to love, no matter what day it is. And when you have that attitude, it's sometimes hard because there's, there's stuff that happens okay let that be the anomaly not the norm Mm -hmm. when you do you realize that the currency of your life is inside of you it's not in the bank account it's not in someone else's head it's in you and you trade on that every day and so if you want more then just be more it's like (laughs) time is to your benefit with that attitude it really works and that's what, you know, and I, I, I just, what you ended up finishing saying there, that's exactly my mindset as well, too, if you, if you don't mind me, me going yeah, there, no. is that, you know, everything you've ever wanted to be, all the goals, they're, they're not out there, they're in you, you know, and I, I found that, you know, I was talking a few years ago with a really good friend of mine, a great runner, um, a runner from Germany. And he was going on about how, you know, these, these goals and these achievements, they're not outside of you. You're not, you're not going out to reach them. They're already there. You just have to go and dig enough. And so when you said your lows will be your highs, you know, your lows are a lot of the time an an undiscovered place within you that it scares you and it hurts and it makes you tremble and it makes you cower and it makes you uh, give up. Um, you know, how many runs, how many, how many workouts do I give up on? Yeah, I give up on quite a few, mostly because, yeah, I'm scared. <laughs> and, and, but, you know, every time that you go through one of those and you end up learning a little bit more, you, you can end up doing some pretty fantastic things. Yeah. So, you know, there, there's, a, there's a way of, of, of looking at the world where, you know, Joe, if you and I disagreed politically, I could come at you and I could, I could say you're part of the problem. Uh, you as a, you know, a Democrat or a Republican, and you could do the very same thing to me, but that really doesn't seem to be solving any solutions, does it? But if I came to myself and said, okay, what's within me that I can ultimately control me? What am I doing that's not making this world a better place? And if I work, if we all focused in inwardly and worked on ourselves, 
just seems like almost a, you know all the problems in the world would be would be solved, and that's also sticking to goals and 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 meet, meeting up with 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 grand things that we put ourselves out to. You are already it. You just have to go and unlock that. Yeah, yeah. Get rid of those demons. You know, the other thought that I've had for very many, many, many years is on these streaks, especially brings it to light, which is okay. So you run 365 days in a row, you do 10 miles a day. And now 366. Imagine if you just sat down that day and didn't do anything. I'm like, mm-hmm. where did all of that power go that I was using every day? Like, it's still in me. Mm-hmm. It's there. It's mm-hmm. latent, meaning mm-hmm. it's waiting to be used. It's potential. Yes. Yeah. We have yeah. to remember that, that that's in us every day. Mm-hmm. So part of my streaks come from this idea that, well, it's like the engine in the car that sits there and does nothing. It's sort of mm-hmm. this massive potential that we could put to use and we have it inside us. So it is, it, it's like when, when you're really curious and you want to go out and explore something, you know, there's this sort of energy that comes from that. But when you go through some of these processes, you find that same kind of energy that comes out of the process, Mm -hmm. even amongst some of the tough days, you know, when you're done, the satisfaction level is high. You know, I know you're early morning runner as well. Like you get a win. You start the day with a win. Mm -hmm. Like after that, all right. So some stuff happens, but you got your win. Like start Mm -hmm. the day with a win, whatever it is, you know, you know, to our listeners, Dave and I, like we found running is to be a big part of our win. But it's other activities. I mean, it could be reading a book. It could be yoga, yoga, yoga. It could be meditation. It, mm-hmm. You know, whatever it is, start the day with a win. Mm-hmm. Know that that discipline creates freedom, because once you're disciplined, you get to choose. It's when you're not disciplined that you're manipulated into maybe not doing what you want. Now, there's some people I know who are listening who have a lot of excuses and I'm sorry for that. Uh, Find a way around them. Mm. Oh, I have kids. Well, you know what I did when I was at my young kids, I just started getting up earlier. I'm like, I could give up an hour of sleep and just get, because no one wants to talk to me at six in the morning. There's no no chores that have to be done. Right. (laughs) Yeah. So, so use the time. It's yours. You got 24 hours in a day. You got 168 hours in the week. Like you can't come up with 10 hours that are yours. Mm-hmm. And that's disingenuous. Yeah. Put down the remote, you know, so many of us watch way too much TV and you know, and I'm not saying that, Hey, you know, drop your remote altogether. I mean, if that's something that, that you really value in your life or watching sports or, 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 or movies or whatever it is, yeah, but, you know, take a couple of those hours away and do something else that's constructive. Yeah, yeah. I think that, that uh, the dopamine hit from accomplishing an objective and a goal, uh, you can't replicate that watching TV. No, you can, no. You can be entertained, but mm-hmm. you can't generate that, that growth path that's inside of you. You can't tap that potential. No, it, and I, it, like it I've always disrupted to be able to do that. No, right, right. Like I always, you know, ask people, you know, like Joe, you know, you're sitting on a chair right now. Is it comfortable? Yeah. Say, oh, yeah, it's comfortable. 
Um, yeah, and, and sitting and, and we, we were always going to lean towards comfort as, as humans. It's, that's what we're evolved to do. Um, but Joe, go and run 10 miles and then go sit in that chair. And then you then tell me how comfortable that chair is. And it's very, very, it's a lot more comfortable yeah. because you know, you've kind of deserved that break, that rest. Um, and, you know, there's something that, you know, when it comes to the athletic world, if you're not, if you're not building, you're recovering to then build. And so, you know, the chair that you're sitting in, if you've had a good enough workout today, um, it's in fact quite valuable to be able to take that break. But yeah, I think that far, far too many of us are resting far, far longer than, than, than really what we, what we really do need. But Joe, so, so let, you know, let's walk through that 365 days because, you know, at the beginning of any one goal, I, I like you, I, I'm eager, I'm excited to uh, embark on all of this. I get excited. I write up my treatment you know, program. I get my new shoes. I, you know, do all those things. There's got to be a point where if it's two weeks in, four weeks in, six weeks in, three days in, who knows, that you go, you know what? Yeah, I'm just not feeling it. Mm-hmm. And those, the, you know, the, the very first or second or third day that you, you feel, oh, yeah, I'm not just not feeling it. But I, you know what? I, I've done it for 14 days in a row. I can take a break. I can take a day off. I'm sure you had those feelings and thoughts. Um, what do you what do you tell yourself? Where do you go in your head that say, "No, this isn't okay. I need yeah. to be back on that treadmill. I need to do some more push-ups." I think that you know, first I started off, which I knew what I was going to do to myself, which is set a hundred-day goal, mm-hmm. not the three sixty-five. I knew what I wanted to accomplish, but I sort of, you know, vocally said a hundred. Then I get to 100, I could go to 200, then I could go to 300. So there was some incrementality built into it, which makes it a little easier to contemplate. So that part was good as a starting point. Second, I knew what was going to sort of happen would be my mind would get tired before my body would. The body is really good at adapting to stress and it builds, you know. And so in the beginning, you know, I was running good and felt good. And then you'd have those moments where the <clears throat> your neurotransmitters are like, oh, you know, you should just sit down or you should take a nap or something. And, uh, but I'd say the first hundred days are pretty exciting. <clears throat> Excuse me. And, um, I, and then of course we had the COVID outbreak. So there was something to be said for, hey, I was in a protected space. I'm running on a treadmill. I have a reasonably nice basement. Well, it's not nice. It's concrete floors, but it's a nine foot ceiling and it's, it's a nice place to be. Uh, I'd say the toughest part got somewhere around the 250 day mark and it lasted for a while. I would say 20 days or so of every day. It was, a, it was drudgery. I was just like the first half I would say, so typically I was taking an hour and a half to do the run. So, you know, it was a modest pace, wasn't fast. It could sometimes go slower. wasn't about the speed of it. Uh, it would take me at least an hour to feel like I wasn't dragging and sometimes an hour and 15. And like the last 15 minutes felt good, <laughs> or, or sort of. Uh, and it was though that sort of belief of like, all right, well, stopping isn't going to help that's, that's not going to solve the problem because then you're going to feel unsatisfied. And 
So just stick it out. I didn't realize that the, that mental strain would last for that long. It, mm-hmm. it, was, it felt like a while, then it finally cleared. But what kept me going, interestingly enough, was once I made it through one of those days, the next day I kept going back to the prior day and saying, well, I made it through yesterday, so I can probably make it through today. And the same thing the next day. I made it through yesterday, just, just stick with it, just stick with it, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and then it, 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 and now really the past, I'd say 100 have been a bit of a pleasure, you know? Mm-hmm. It's now the body is used to it, the mind's used to it, the pattern's there, you know? My alarm goes off 510, I'm out of bed trying to run by 525, you know, finish by whatever that gets me to like almost seven o'clock, a couple mm-hmm. minutes before seven. Then I do the pull-ups uh, and then the push-ups. Pull-ups are hard. They're always hard. A hundred, you know, just for everyone to get done in That's sets of 10. Yeah. I've been doing pull-ups a long time. I think it's like, so it's 36,000 pull-ups in a year. Mm-hmm. Push-ups are way easier. Uh but I've always sort of mastered it, both of them, but they still are effort, you know? I do think that the combination would be visible, you know, in terms of, you know, body tone and overall strength. So it feels good as a result. And then the other cool thing is uh, when you do finally get to sleep, you sleep very well. You know, you have, uh, you have used it up and that sleep works and then you get back out there again. <laughs> Yeah. And so, so Joe, I, I, anybody who goes through, you know, a, a, a multi-week, multi-month um, challenge, just very, the very same thing as, as new year, a new year's resolution or, or setting new goals in the new year, you're going to get to a spot and then, you know, the rat brain gets, gets moving and yeah. you start asking yourselves lots of questions and, and, and there, there's a lot of, there's a lot of mental chatter that takes place. And the vast majority of us, 90 some odd percent, um, we listen to that chatter. We, we, we have, okay, well, this is good enough. And, oh, you know, I am spending more time doing this than I really should because I should be, you know, going and hanging out with the kids more. We can end up making some, actually some pretty good and reasonable arguments uh, talking us down from doing what we're doing. So you end up having that day after day for, for, for quite a few days and quite a, quite a lengthy you know, time period in. It really wasn't even at the beginning, which is typically I always find for me, it always, almost mm-hmm. always is. Yeah. But so those little mental shatters in your head, were you having a conversation with yourself uh, in the moment? Were you yeah. kind of trying to push them aside and saying, okay, I'm going to ignore you? Or do you end up taking that mental chatter and you have a conversation with yourself in that moment with, with your negative thoughts? So the first place is that, you know, I, I've embraced this idea, which is that, you know, pain is temporary, quitting is forever. Mm. And uh, I just don't like the idea of being a quitter. So that's first and foremost. So I don't want to define myself. I don't even, you know. So that's a core value. Yeah. I love everyone on this podcast, but I have to love myself more than anyone else does. Mm. And the starting point is the second is, you know, and this might be a little bit of, tough love kind of thing but are you proud of yourself when you give up for no reason like Mm. really that's it this is they're not they're just not good excuses dave i mean they're just not it's like oh it hurts a little bit oh i'm a little bit tired oh i'm gonna do it tomorrow Uh, fine fine if that's what you want to say go 
about it differently. To, to right. redefine it. That is not a good reason not to do it. And so then so, you get this incredible return by forcing your way through that. And then, mm -hmm. then the third phase of it is some compartmentalization, which is, you know, you're ultra, ultra endurance guy. Any of us have, whatever you want to call it, a, a zombie brain, where we sort of turn off all senses in a sense for a while, right? And then either you look at the gravel in the road or you just look at the, the floor ahead of you. Mm -hmm. And we're, our brain is capable of just sort of turning off for a while. And so that's the yeah. third part of it. And so it's training. It's like a meditation. And then your time will go by because you turned off that big sensory thing going on, trying to stop mm -hmm. you from doing something. Listen, the real problem is that we're acting off of primitive behaviors. Mm -hmm. We're no longer living as cavemen. Most of the reason the brain turns us off is because we think there's no food nearby. We were saving our energy so we could go on a hunt three days from now. Mm -hmm. That's all gone. Mm -hmm. We stopped going when we got to 10% of our capability. Mm -hmm. getting a bad feedback system. So you got to yeah. work on retraining that feedback system to say, hmm, there's really nothing bad going on here. I'm going right. to keep going. And now you know how that really is true. When you're done, you feel fine absolutely and you didn't die right. and you're still here and you know that one run that you completely give it all and then you fall over a heart attack okay yeah you know what but that never almost never happens yeah. ever That's ever fine. ever and so like you know to to kind of answer my own question too it's it's you know joe you know i you know there's there's always these little mental tactics that you mm, uncover yeah you're always you're always and the one mental tactic that works today is not going to work tomorrow Right. And sometimes there's a compartmentalization. Other times there's a drifting and a like a, a flow state in a Zen. Um, yeah. And other times you, for me personally, I, I sit with a lot of negative thoughts. You know, ask it what what is it what is it doing there and what is it trying to do? Is it serving? Um, you know, I know just a couple of weeks ago I was you know interviewed for another podcast and and we were talking about just that. Um, you know, and how you know sometimes you know, my brain doesn't work all that well when I'm, you know, deep, deep, deep into a, a 100 mile, 200 mile race. But what does work is storybooks. Mm. And, you know, I've got three kids. I've been reading them storybooks all my life. And so when I'm deep into a run, like when I'm running across Canada this next year, yeah. um, you know, there's this really loud voice in my head. And I'm just going to, I'm just going to tell you, Joe, this is a bit of a lengthy story. So, so sit yeah. back. So there's always this really loud voice in my head, but it's really quite embarrassing because he's small and he, you know, it's this little salamander that stuck to my brain that I, I, I created my own head and his name's Emilio. He's, he's, he's one of my four animals that only has, you know, he has a name. The other, the other guys don't have names. Okay. And so Emilio is loud and he's only loud because of his proximity, right? He's got this little voice and he's constantly licking my brain. But he's telling me um, that I'm not good enough. I'm not strong enough. That hey, this is this is enough. You should stop and take a break. And your legs hurt. And you know you really you know you know you deserve a break. Um, but you know he's he's pathetic. Is really what he is. <laughs> and I, I really pay a lot of attention yeah. to him because he's the loudest and he's never ever shuts up. Um, so instead of focusing my attention on him, which I think most people, they, 
they're, they're told all these things and they're like, oh, okay, well, yeah, why wouldn't I, why would I tell myself a lie? Why would I, you know, not, not tell myself the truth? And we, we don't tell ourselves the truth all the time. Right. So sometimes it's not listening to him, but paying attention to what's up there. And there's always an eagle flying over top of me. Mm. And the eagle is stoic. And the eagle stares off into the distance and sees something that's really, truly worth getting. Um, and it's his vantage point. He can see things that you can't see from the ground. And he's stoic. And he's just, he stays the course. He says, don't panic, relax. And believe me, you what's up there is worth this, you know, stupid, you know, salamander screaming things in your ear. Um, there's always a, a coyote and the coyote um, is always running beside me. When I stop paying attention to the coyote, the coyote bites and he draws blood. And oh. I always try to, you know, like when I was running across Canada in 2018, he would always be in the ditches. I would always look and you see trees rustling. He's always there and you're always there. And the thing is, he never pays attention to you. Whenever he bites you, if you start kicking at him and screaming and yelling, he doesn't go away. Um, but he never makes eye contact with you. Hmm. And, uh, but what he does, he looks up into the sky often. And see, he looks past the eagle and way up to the big black dragon that's circling over top. And you always forget the big black dragon is there because he ends up cutting, he goes over top of the the sun. And you, you, you know, like when a plane flies over and it shadows you over. Yeah, yeah, sense. yeah. Uh-huh. And, you know, this, this, this dragon is up there and you, you, I know that I'm not afraid of him um, because, well, and, yeah, but you know, the, the coyote sure is. And so the further you run, the lower that dragon gets and he's swirling over top of you. And you come to realize that, you know, you are the dragon. And so in my mind, this sort of this whole long story, yeah. is this, this, whole, this whole thing plays out because then I can end up making more sense about my thoughts and feelings and because we know what the coyote is and that's your relationship with pain. Um, you, the salamander is being, it's your pathetic self and mm -hmm. we're all very pathetic, but do you listen to your pathetic self or right. not? You know, your ego, but then your dragon is really your power and your dominance. Um, there are very few dragons in the world. When they walk into a room, everyone knows that they're there and they're never afraid because they're a dragon. Right. If you're a dragon, you, you, you're never going to lose. You're going to be so confident within every, every situation you bring in. And when you're a dragon, you never, ever, ever listen to a salamander. So these conversations that, that get played over in your head, you can end up doing things like this when you're thinking, Hey, you know what? I just don't want to do this today. It's too cold outside. Um, you know, the, you know, these hundred pull-ups, you know, it's, it is really good enough. Dragons never, ever, ever say it's good enough. And that salamander gets the better of you. Yeah. And so you can end up playing these, 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 I think these very real, you know, stories over and over in your head and you go, okay, I see what I'm doing here and I don't like it. And I think I can be better. Yeah. You know, it's interesting because it, it does play on this idea of our fundamental insecurity that we live with. There's two parts of insecurity. There's the impermanence of life. That's mm. an insecurity we live with every day. And then there's the I'm not loved insecurity. Mm. And both of those can have somewhat debilitating impact on us. Mm -hmm. The other one is this, this incredible desire to sort of, you know, have other people like us or something. You know, and uh, that that weakness that comes from needing others to validate 
when we when we can compartmentalize those, which is what you're doing, and put them characters, and you can act on them, you're now addressing some of the issues that that create some of the excuses that we have. And and when we can get beyond that and realize that in fact, the only you know you start off with the priority in life is your number one, right? Your family is number two, and your work is number three, and everything else comes out number four. You need those priorities to remember how that if you don't serve your own personal interests, you're not good at anything else. Mm-hmm. You cannot use everyone else to validate those. This is why we go through this process, David, so that we can create the power. Like it's, we have, you know, whatever you want to call it, we're built, made of gold or some energy force. But, but if it's not refined, if it's not used, if it's not, you know, sort of, perpetuated into something better then then you never achieve that and that's but that's for us and then the validation doesn't have to come because mm-hmm. you know the value you're creating on your own and you know in funny ways it gets sort of echoed by the people who want to be around you right the bullies go away they can't mm-hmm. penetrate you the mm-hmm. negativity goes away because it doesn't sit only the people who want to be with you are the ones who want to go on the same journey, mm-hmm. want to sort of find the same magic that you found or I found. And then that's like the best part of that story would be then that group creates an echo effect in the next group who creates an echo effect in the next group. And before you know it, we've sort of wiped out the insecurity at a, at a reasonable level and the doubt about ourselves and belief in who we are. And yeah, it's like, you know, say that the best lives are ones where the days feel long and the years feel short because we're sort of making it work all the time. And Mm -hmm. it's hard to believe, you know, there's that trite saying, which the best is yet to come. I don't know if that's really the case as much as, you know, we're not ending yet, but, you know, the chasing tomorrow idea is like chase tomorrow with me, like, Mm. let's find out what's possible. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It doesn't matter whether I'm going to be, and we keep picking running because running is a good analogy for life, but it's like, I don't have to be as fast as Dave. That's not, the, that's not the point. It's like, there's nothing to do with anything. It's like, am I my best version of me? Mm. Yeah. Looking inward again, right? Yeah. And is Dave the mm-hmm. best version of him now? Should Can we go run against the other? Sure. Mm-hmm. But, you know, competitors as the saying goes, is not an enemy, you know? It's, it's in the game of life, not in life. Well, yeah, and ultimately in that race, if you and I are running together and I'm 20 feet up ahead and you're racing me, you're not racing me, you're racing yourself. You're just Absolutely. using me as a yeah. Absolutely, and I'm doing the very same thing. And it's yeah. at work too, it's with our family, it's all of that, you know, it's this introspection that says, but I have personally taken all of this to be the validation of the theory that what we do makes a difference, mm-hmm. that how we think about ourselves makes a difference, mm-hmm. that the currency of your life is in your head. Maybe mm-hmm. in a dictionary, I like to tell people it's in the dictionary. It's like, where it's like passion and perseverance and grit and determination and commitment, optimism, they're all in the dictionary, they're free. Go grab them, mm-hmm. use them, like make them mm-hmm. part of your life, mm-hmm. you know? And then in those moments when it's not like that, just say, yeah, mm, I know what's going on acknowledge work mm-hmm. through it give yourself a little bit of time and then just get right back at it because man you get one run on this thing why would you just sort of like 
not optimized. And, you know, Dave, the other thing, you know, you and I don't go back a lot. Maybe one of these episodes, we can go back and sort of a bit of how we started, but neither of us started with much. No. You know, lower to middle income families, just, you know, maybe what we had was loving parents or that's about the currency we had. And we decided we were going to go do it the way we wanted to do it. Mm -hmm. uh, in spite of what else might have been out there, you know, privilege doesn't beget opportunity. No. And, so, and ultimately just doing really what matters to us. Yeah. You know, I, I'm an, I'm a terrible accountant. Uh, that's why I don't do my own accounting. Um, but something that I don't really care to be better at. Yeah. Um, but the things that I want to be better at in this world, I, I, I can very well control my own effort and I can work harder and I will work harder and I have worked harder in the past. And um, yeah, so, you know, leading into New Year's mm. with, you know, all these goals, uh, you know, uh, hopes, dreams, you know, yeah, I mean, make it fun for you. Do something that rewards you. And it might not, it might not be the general reward that everybody else receives this and therefore this is what I should have as well too but make something special just for you. And so, so Joe, leading into, into 2021, um, you know, you're right now, you're every day, you're getting up and running minimum of 10 miles, you know, hundred pull-ups, hundred push-ups again. I, you know, uh, we, we've talked about this offline that, you know, you might be transitioning out from that yeah. because you know, what once brought you joy uh, is, you know, might, you know, might other things might bring you, you know, different amounts of joy or something a little bit different. You want to talk about what's going on in 2021 for you? Yeah, 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 that's good. I think, you know, so I think I like all of us, like so in this world of what we do, we like round numbers, you know, you're going to go run nine miles. You better not stop at 8.75, you know, run around the parking mm -hmm. lot for the last quarter of a mile. It's just, I don't know, it's more satisfying. Mm -hmm. So I think I've decided 400 is, is it, you know, the 365, was I wanted it to be a year and then I couldn't quit on 366. It just felt like I was in good flow, but now I'm mentally ready for 400 to be something new. So that's sometimes middle of January, you know, given what's going on in the middle of winter is not much else for me to do. Uh, so I'll be happy with the 400. I'll put that in the books and that'll be one of those that, you know, I'll always have to look back on as an accomplishment. <clears throat> and and now, you know, I realized that, you know, without traveling a lot and without doing the races this year, that I really love the, the exploration that comes from the new settings, the different environments. And so I'm working on a race plan for next year that'll sort of force me to do a few different things, like a, an adventure race, if it's safe to do at the end of February, is a 300-mile um, true expedition style race from one side of Florida to the other, um, biking, canoeing, trekking, running, uh, probably take three days and it'll be, you know, through swamps and all that. So it'll be good. I did a lot of adventure racing about 20 years ago. And so it'd be fun to get back to that, but it'll mm -hmm. force me to get back on the bike, which I've been starting a little bit and I have to find my biking legs again, like I used to have, uh, um, I'm pretty close to committing to a 250 miler in Arizona that our Viper is putting on. Great. Uh, that'll What's go. What's that called up. again? It's called the Cocodono 250, and it's yeah. uh, first year of it. 
Uh, it'll go sort of from Phoenix up to Flagstaff through some of the most beautiful terrain in the world. And, uh, you know, I did the 200 with Tahoe and I had a big problem with my ankle the last 100, the last 25, sorry. And uh, so I'm hoping to see where that goes. And then later in the year, I'm looking for a last person standing race. I want to test that part of the mentality. Uh, and then a couple other just like, uh, I don't know, adventure challenges. So it'll be a lot more full than maybe a regular year because I'm going to sort of want to do more than I didn't get stuff done this year. So it'll be to evolve out of, you know, and it'll be much more specific. Like in, we talked before, like interval running and do some tempo running and do like on the bike, I used to have specific workouts of strain drills and one-legged drills and, you know, high watts for a little while and then do climbing and really build up that engine again. Uh, mm -hmm. It's there, just needs to be tapped into uh, and, you know, and just have some fun, be outside as much this year. It feels like, you know, each year as we age, we sort of get this thing in our head that is sort of like, well, you may can't do more. And I'm, I mean, I'm still going to do more. And, and then, uh, the other big exciting thing for me would be to do whatever support, and we'll talk more about this over the next four months, is supporting you on the Trans-Canadian run. And whether that's spending some time with you on the road, recording the podcast from there. The other part, Dave, sincerely for me is to help people achieve their objectives. You know, like mm -hmm. someone wants to, I don't know, I'm sure you would love to do this too. Someone says, hey, Dave, I'd love to, break four hours in a marathon, will you run with me? You know, like it'd be the mm -hmm. funnest thing to do or give me a plan and support me, whatever, you know, like make it a year to do that. So for me with you, I just like want to bring every bit of positive spirit to get you across Canada and break the record. Uh, yeah, well, thanks Joe, absolutely. And yeah, we're, we will definitely take that offline. And, and I think that's, um, yeah, I mean, you know, variety is a spice of life, isn't it? Yep. Mm -hmm. every year there's new goals there's new ideas there's new thoughts um it's not that we're not setting goals we're just shifting and they might be harder or different or more intellectual or more physical uh, but whatever it is you know until the day we die we're growing Absolutely. um yeah. I, I, there's a, a plaque on my wall in in my in upstairs and it says in caro and paro and uh, michelangelo said on his 89th birthday and it says, I'm still learning. Yeah. Michelangelo is still learning. Joe and, and Joe, you and I, we've, we've, we've got a long ways to go. Yeah. Uh, and I think that, you know, to our listeners who have been with us on this journey. So when Dave and I started, I think we were inspired by the idea of a, a podcast because for us, it's about meeting these amazing guests that we've had on, mm -hmm. you know, we're committing to what well, I guess we'll call our second year, even though we didn't have a full first year. Uh, of putting out a weekly podcast uh, and to finding really interesting people and finding out about them. That's another part of what 2021 is going to be about for us, I know for sure. So if you're a listener, we appreciate you uh, and we will deliver for you. And, you know, you can always reach out to us, uh, info at chasingtomorrowpodcast.com, or you can find us on any of our social media sites, uh, and our Instagram feed, our Chasing Tomorrow Instagram feed, um, you're gonna start to see some more of 
just even the highlights from some of our episodes and some other content. So we're going to invest this year in building the podcast out. That's sort of our New Year's resolution mm-hmm. is to bring amazing stories, you know, the science and spirit of ordinary people doing extraordinary things, which means they're actually extraordinary people. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, you know, you're stuck with the two of us uh, for a while. Yeah, if there's any one thing that we do really well, Joe, it's endurance. And so, sure. yeah, we're, we're, we're going to be doing two and three and 400 episodes, I'm sure yes. of it. And yeah, to all you listeners, let us know, uh, you know, on jasonfarmpodcast.com. Let us know what we what we're doing right, what we want to what, what you want to see on the podcast. Any uh, interesting guests that you, that you haven't seen pop up, uh, throw them our way. Uh, we would love to have them on, um, expand all of our horizons. But yeah, but yeah, yeah. So, uh, so yeah, so so New Year's podcast. Let's sign it off. Uh, yeah. Thanks a lot for uh, joining me today. And yeah. next week, let's let's be uh, uh, at the same desk and 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 interviewing somebody else. Dave, it's a pleasure. Um, I wish you and the family the best. Happy New Year. Yeah, and, and DM us on uh, Instagram as well. That's another way to get us. And, and thanks to everyone for listening. It's a pleasure and an honor to be with you. And Dave, thanks very much. Happy New Year, everyone. Happy New Year. Hey, Dave, thanks for being a great host. I truly enjoyed being the guest on our show And our conversation today was just a blast. I really thank you for sharing your story. I hope everyone enjoyed it just as much as I did. And as we come to a close on our first year, well, I guess we got 29 events in in 2020. I want to thank you for being such a great co-host. It's truly been a privilege to share the mic with you. And I very much look forward to a great year in 2021 for the Chasing Tomorrow podcast. So Dave, Happy New Year to you and your family and and to all of our listeners. We've been nowhere without you. And uh, you just rock, plain and simple. Yeah, so there you have it. That's a wrap for this week. As always, a big shout out to our sponsor, Performance Tea. You can find them at www.performancetea.com. And they have given us a discount code for our listeners to get 20% off their purchase. So just use the Chasing20 discount code and get the discount. If you have a topic or a guest you'd like to see on the show, email us your ideas at info at chasingtomorrowpodcast.com. And a huge thanks once again to our listeners for coming with us on this journey and chasing tomorrow with us. Thanks very much. Mm-hmm.